Welcome to the After Adventure Podcast. It's Sean Stewart here. Um, welcome back. It's been a while. I'm pretty excited to jump back into things. I've been a little bit slammed um, in other business ventures as well as bows and barbells that um, is crushing it. I'm very excited for that. Um, but we have a special guest today, Gilly Smith from FemRail. Now, I met Gilly back in the days um, when she was putting on events. And uh, actually, my grad students came and helped her at one event. But Gilly has a great story. And uh, she's just this, you know, Midwestern girl that grew up in Wisconsin and came out to California to go to college, um, fell in love with fitness and CrossFit. And that sort of steamrolled into opening up her own CrossFit gym, to starting FemRoyal events, to now um, having an apparel line. So Gilly breaks down her story. It's an awesome story. Check it out. Listen to it. It's definitely a great thing. Um, don't forget, share us on your iTunes and all your social media um, platforms. Uh, tag After Richard Podcast. I really appreciate it. And go on iTunes and give us that five-star ranking. All right, I'm going to shut up now. It's a great story. I definitely want you to hear it. Here we go. After Venture Podcast, Season 2 with Gilly Smith from Fim Royale. What's going on, Gilly? How are you doing today? Great. How are you? Doing well, doing well. And I, and I really appreciate you being on the After Venture Podcast. I'm so excited um, just being um, in the CrossFit and, uh, sorry, CrossFit and uh, apparel business. I've, I've looked up to you since I met you um, my very first time when I was doing our sock company. And so I'm, I'm definitely excited to finally get, get you on here and, and tell your story. So many people, um, when you mention Gilly Smith, everyone knows who you are. And uh, oh, that's, that's it awesome. is. I mean, it is. Everyone, everyone knows, like, it's like the five degrees of connection to Gilly. And so I'm, I'm very excited that you're here and we get to sort of share your story. So I, I, I sort of like to start off in the beginning. And uh, you're a, a mid Midwestern girl, right? How, oh, yeah. How was, how was growing up in Wisconsin? I mean, it was great. You know, I loved it for what it was. I lived in this tiny, small town. Um, you know, I, there, it just really grounded me in who I was, you know, there wasn't a lot of flashy, you know, who's who kind of, um, environment. It was, you know, come as you are, everyone, you know, bring something to the table. Um, and I just, I learned a lot in, you know, just being who I am and being kind to people that you just, you don't know. Um, I really loved it. I love like the simplicity of it and like the slow pace. Um, what now I appreciate, I didn't appreciate it then because I was like, oh, this place is so boring. But now it's just nice to go back and just be with my family and be there. But um, it's great. I'm really glad I grew up there. So Awesome. Now, yeah. So how is Gilly in high school? I mean, you're an athlete. You know, you, um, how, what were you like in high school? Were you the, the ASB cheerleader? Were you the basketball player tomboy? Um, were you the quiet kid in the library? Who was Gilly in high school growing up? Um, so I was kind of involved with everything. Um, but you know, I was on the swim team. I played basketball throughout high school. Um, and then not for the last two years, but just, you know, involved in the pep club, always kind of like hands in a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I wouldn't say I belonged to one clique or anything. I was just friends, trying to be nice to everybody. Um, you know, I think we all go in high school, we all have our you know, dealing with a mean girl. And I really kind of try to stay away from that. Like just, I didn't like that. So I, I had a lot of guy friends. Um, I, they, you know, they would come out over in the winter and we'd go four wheeling in, on, in our, our fields. And, you know, they just kind of liked a rough house. There was no drama. So I, I had a lot of guy friends, but, um, you know, 
with that, they don't, you know, I was like one of the boys. So, but that's awesome. I, but I still liked being a girl. So it was kind of like a weird dynamic with everybody, but it was good. I, uh, awesome. Yeah. So that's super cool. Now, when did you make that move? Graduate from high school? Did you go to school out there? Did you go to junior college or did you say, you know, mom and dad, peace out. I'm going to, I'm going to California. Where did, how was that next step of your life? So I always wanted to travel out of state for school. I wanted to go to California, but the first year my parents kind of, they they got divorced. So I kind of stuck around. Like I was like, Oh, it was just a big, a lot of change was happening. So I went for two years in, um, uh, Milwaukee and I got my kinesiology like AA. And then after that, I kind of went through this, like, like, you know, just like, what am I doing? I'm just like going out, partying, drinking all the time. I'm like, I have to get out of here. Like I can't, this isn't me. So I, I like found this application for fit online. I like did all my research, sent in this like huge project and I got accepted and I was like, Holy crap, I'm moving to LA. And so you went to, you went to fit in LA. Yep. Yep. So I went there, I went for a merchandise marketing degree and then I stuck around and did their, um, business, uh, management, uh, bachelor's degree, which was actually really awesome because they had like, they hired all of the teachers from like USC and UCLA to come and teach the uh, bachelor's program. Um, so I had like this really great college, you know, uh, you know, USC, UCLA, like, level teachers coming to fit them to learn about international business, import, export, um, you know, all the little kind of like business, like more, but really catering to more of like the apparel industry. So that was, um, I'm really glad I stuck around and did that, got my bachelor's in that. So, so how was the Midwestern girl showing up to LA to fashion school? I mean, oh God, I was culture, a little culture shock. What was going oh. on? completely complete culture shock like I you know in my head I envisioned LA or like California I envisioned like beach city like something like a Laguna Beach or a a Newport Beach and you know I rolled up and I was living downtown LA like three blocks from Skid Row and I was like what in the heck (laughs) where's the beach and there was so much traffic. I didn't know any of my roommates and I was clueless. Like I was, you know, all these girls had so much more like fashion background and like just exposure. And here I was like a little hometown girl with my, you know, Abercrombie jeans. And I just stuck, I was so out of my element, but through that, I, I'm also grateful because I stayed really grounded in who I was. Um, you know, and a lot of my girlfriends got caught up in the wrong kind of the LA life and didn't make it even through college. So I, I'm, I'm glad that I was a little more grounded than, you know, than the others, <laughs> but, um, it was a definite culture shock, definite culture shock. So when you graduated, how, so how did like CrossFit come into your life? I mean, I know you said you're a kinesiology um, AA degree, and then you go to fashion school. How did those two worlds sort of connect? What was that next step after you graduated? Did you want to go like work for Louis Vuitton or do you like, no, that's not my style. I wanted to go in this realm. Yeah. So when I went to um, call it or fit them, I always wanted to work in like the athletic apparel. So like Nike or Puma, um, where like Puma was my really number one favorite if I could work for somebody. And then, so I, when I moved to LA, I, became a juice bar girl at gold's gym because I couldn't afford a gym membership. So I started working there and through that I had met, um, 
uh, my boyfriend of the time, like that's how I met my boyfriend. And through that, we, you know, trained together. We would go, you know, like that was kind of the outlet of, I always had, uh, like, uh, fitness in my life. And so with that, his roommate was a Navy SEAL and he came home when I was like, dude, you got to get into this CrossFit. It's awesome. And, you know, so we would start going to Gold's gym and doing CrossFit workouts. And this was like circa like 2006, 2007. Oh, wow. So this is old school. Yeah. And so I remember we went and we were going to, he was like, we were going to, he was going to do grace. He's like, it's only going to take like three minutes. And I was like, okay, cool. It took like 30 something minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we were very both competitive. So it was fun to like see that. And then he ended up opening a gym. Well, we would actually started CrossFit doing it in the park. And, uh, you know, so we would go to this park and set up a uh, pull-up rig and haul out all the equipment. And, you know, I was w- working full-time and going to school full-time, so I wasn't really involved, like, in, in the coaching aspect. Um, and then he opened a gym and, you know, you know, kind of just through being around it, I was like, this is really cool. I love the community. Um, I was able to, like, judge at, like, the regionals back in, like, 2009, I think it was. Was that the one back at the Long Beach, maybe? No, where was that at? Uh, well, I was at the one when in Orange County at the in, like, the dirt. That's right. And then I was a judge the next year. So I guess it would have been sectionals at uh, UCLA. Okay. Uh, Yes, that was really cool. So I got to kind of be involved in that. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I got my kids certification and I would coach kids at the, in, you know, at the gym and stuff. But um, yeah, that's really kind of how I got it started in the CrossFit. So. And then you actually bought a box, right? And did you start coaching at one down in Newport? Yeah. Or is that, yeah. How did you get involved in that, being yeah. an ownership? Well, that was like, that was like five years later. So I ended up leaving LA and moving to Austin, Texas. And I went. Okay. I managed a gym there and well, I got hired on as a kids coach and then I became a facility manager and then, um, worked with Carrie Kepler at CrossFit Central. So I learned like the ins and outs of running a very successful gym. They had over a thousand clients at the time. Wow. Five different locations. And I managed their biggest one on Burnett, which had like 500 clients. It was just, they just did a, they ran a great business. Is that where you met your sidekick, your partner in crime, the lady yes. on the on the ones and twos and the MCs? Well, Is that where you met that's Crystal? Crystal? Yep, that's my girl. So okay. when, when I decided to leave Austin, Crystal was also leaving Austin, and I had gotten hired by Justin Flynn at Orange Coast CrossFit to come manage his facility. And my heart had been always like, get back to California. I love the ocean. I'm an ocean girl. Um, and so I took that job, and then Crystal actually moved up to NorCal, and, you know, Femroyal was, I started hosting these events. I'm like, it's kind of a way for us to get together and, you know, be together, but, you know, and have a reason to travel and um, see each other more than just like once a year, every other year. So through that, I started Femroyal, hosted our first event, um, you know, full circle. I ended up getting fired. And then after from, me- From OCFF? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, that was a very pivotal point in my story. Um, I walked into the office one morning and I like on Justin's, uh, like, uh, to-do list was fire Gilly. So I kind of like knew it was coming. Wow. So I was like, okay, like take it like whatever, you know, and it was just tough. And it was, you know, he just really didn't, you know, he would tell me I would never succeed. I and mean, he was just nasty. Like it was just mean. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. You know, I can, I, you know, I stood up for myself and told him how I felt. And, you know, it was one of those like parting ways. And I was like, we'll see you later. Um, 
And then, you know, I was like, oh shit, what do I do? My whole life is like OCCF. That's all my friends. That's what I do every day. Like, what am I going to do? Um, so I started working for Kelly um, or Bonnie with Strength Reps. And I got to travel and do um, like the regionals that year. Okay. That's actually how I met the St. Thomas crew um, was at the Latin American regionals. So like full circle. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Crazy. I know it is. It's like now looking back, it like you can connect the dots. But um, so I ended up meeting, you know, the, the people from St. Thomas in, in Latin American regionals. But in that time, I was had met um, this guy named Duke who want, like we were going to go into partnership together and open our own gym. So uh, and through all that, I was working towards opening this gym and um, I was waitressing on the side to make ends meet and still hosting femme events. And then we opened the gym in 2014 of January. Um, wow. But that was a great learning experience. You know, we really built the gym from the ground up. Like, I mean, I mean, we laid the mats. We did this, you know, got the CUP. We, we didn't want to like, if you will, poach members. Like, so we went and like did our own like marketing and like getting members that had never done CrossFit in there. Um, I worked with a couple people in recovery, which was really kind of near and dear to my heart. And then, um, yeah, it just came to a point where it was time to go, you know, like I was like, I really want to take Femme and like blow it up, you know? And yeah. I, and I was like, kind of like one of those now or never. And I was ch- just turned 27, I think. And so I was like, you know what? I want to do this before I'm 30 and like kind of hit the ground running with it. And that's what I did. So, so you're 27 years old. And I just want to point this out. 27 years old, finish your AA West Counseling girl said, let's move to LA. So you cruised to LA, um, right in a, just in a holy crap in a minute in LA in a city, a Midwestern girl, and then finish your degree, uh, go get a job, move to Texas, learn really CrossFit there, came back, yeah. uh, worked for a gym, got fired. We're going to go back to that story real quick. I want to ask you a few questions. Yeah. Um, and then opened up your gym, plus your throwing events. And, oh, by the way, I'm only 27 years old. That's, I mean, is that in a nutshell? That's crazy. That's, I, I, that's, that's nuts. I mean, now that I look back with it, because, you know, and through it all, I'm always like, oh, like, in a, this, like, angst almost and like I mean I do have a lot of like a lot of times I feel like I my my fears really overcome me but then when I look back at what I've done I'm like holy crap like (laughs) no like just keep going and like don't let fear hinder you because I mean if fear really took over I wouldn't have done half of those things and I still battle with that I think everybody does but um you know it's just getting that self-talk to be in a positive loop versus like a negative one so what did you, so our listeners could hear, what did you really learn when you got fired? I mean, what did you learn truly about yourself? I mean, it was the blessing in disguise, right? It made you go out and, and really chase Fim and open up your box. Um, I remember I got passed up on a job and not fired, but I'm, I've been let go of a job and when they were downsizing. And it was probably the best decision. It made me go out to do something else. But what did you truly learn on that after that conversation? Well, First of all, I was really hurt, but I really learned that I, when I, like my core values to me, like I am relentless when it comes to that. Like I, I will stand up for what I believe in, in that sense, because like, I just did not agree with some of the things and way he was running a business, which is fine. I know he was going through a lot of personal things, but I just, you know, I I didn't care. You know, in that moment I was like, I'll figure it out. Like, you think I'm going to fail? Like I will prove you wrong. Uh, 
through. And I just really kind of called on my girlfriends and like, look, what, like, what the fuck do I do? And, and they, you know, and they all rallied like, you know, they'll, you'll figure it out. And I did. And, um, you know, I will admit that I did get into this gym business like opening the gym was something I really didn't know too well, more or less out of fear of like, Oh shit. But mm-hmm. looking back now, I'm like, I I'm, don't regret it. There's no regrets in doing that. Um, but now that I'm older and like a little more confident, I can really sit down with decisions and make better sought out, um, less out of like, Oh no, what do I do now? Um, kind of action plans. Um, yes. So, and, and, you know, but in the moment, like, I'm glad I took that risk because everyone told me not to do it. Everyone's like, you're, you're, you're crazy. Like actually Justin came into the, the restaurant I was waitressing at and like begged me not to open the gym. And I was like, get out of here. I was like, I am waitressing right now. Do <laughs> ends meet? And you're going to tell me not to pursue my dreams of what I like. I love coaching and being in a gym. And I was just like, get out of here. Like, get go away. You know, I'm like, you do your thing. Don't worry about me. You know, you, I don't know. So, but I'm glad that he did that because it really pushed me to like get uncomfortable. And I was, I was uncomfortable. I was, I was sad. I was like fearful. I didn't know what to do, but like, that was my motivation, you know, overcoming all of those fears and doubts. So nice. Nice. So when you, you know, when you open up your, your box and you're about to open it and you're throwing FIM events, um, what, how did that sort of start? organically like why do you start fem royale like hey i'm gonna put on a crossfit event was it hey we can put on great events or was it a money thing was what was what sort of pushed you towards that realm um honestly so the reason i we hosted the first fem event was because at the time my good friend wally had started um the phenom and so like it was main mainly a guy's line they had a few women's apparel but with that i really um you know it was like well you we could be like the hurley and roxy of crossfit and that i'll do the women's brand you do the men's brand you know and that was like oh i'm we like we're gonna launch this uh women's brand and host a women's event because like i mean i did learn a lot working with justin i will not discredit his ability to create and like you know, he was amazing at a lot of things and he threw awesome, the OC throwdown. So I learned a lot through helping him with that event. I was like, let's host a women's only event, like make it small about the women. And I mean, the event was just so awesome. Like the energy was infectious. Like which everything was just on point. We, you know, we didn't miss a beat. Like it was just great. And I loved it. Like I loved the energy. I loved the feeling of it. I, you know, the first event we did, like I, I've never made money off that event. Like, and that was a big reason why I got fired too. Like I did all of the work and I was like, we got 80, 20 split. And there was maybe only like $500 profit on the first one. And I was like, look, like you you can have, you know, but moving forward, like let's do like a 50, 50 split. You're still getting money and you're not really doing anything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know? And so that was, he didn't like that. But, um, you know, it's never really, the events never really been about the making money. Um, if anything, they're kind of a wash because I put all the marketing money back into it. The apparel on the other hand is kind of where I make and generate revenue. Um, mm-hmm. so for the last couple of years, like the events will bring in money. I'll buy apparel 
And then, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we have to have insurance, pay a DJ, pay a photographer, have, you know, city permits, the travel expenses, you know, all the. That's the one thing that you taught me is the city permits. I mean, let me tell you, after you told me your story about getting shut down, every single event I put on for Bows and Barbells, Mercedes and I are like, let's get insurance, get insurance and get a city permit and make sure they love us. It's so important. And, you know, like, and I think too, you know, people see like, oh, well, it's this expensive and like you have all this money. I'm like, yeah, but you also have to like, we buy the t-shirts. We've never like gotten real big sponsorship because I don't want anybody dictating what we do. Um, you know, because I think that would take away from the energy. Um, and so, you know, like the money that the people are paying, like I have a spreadsheet broken down, like when they pay this, this is exactly where every penny goes to. And, you know, that's awesome. You know, we pay out the gyms. We we are now paying our judges. Like uh, the money isn't like the the motivator for me. It never really has been. Um, but you know, it's it's a growing business, and you know, it is. I do have to be financially smart about decisions, and you know, living with my grandma for the last two years that definitely helped me save some money. Go, <laughs> um, grandma, coming uh, through and taking care of you. No, she's the best. She's the best. So we got going and, and, you know, I remember I went to one of my grad students, I remember volunteered and worked at the one at Red Wolf with you guys and they, their eyes were open. And when you talk to them and then all of a sudden you went from, okay, I, I'm throwing a few SoCal to you decide to launch a full on United States, almost tour of Femme Royale. Where yeah. did that sort of come through of, Hey, I'm going to sell all my crap. I'm going to put everything in this. Uh, I remember you got that touring shed and I'm going to, I'm going to throw it on the back of my car and we're rolling and we're, and we're going on a tour. Like how did that come up? How scary was that? Oh, it was. Well, so what I, so after I left the gym, I got my life coaching cert certification because I was, you know, working with a lot of people recovering. And I realized I just didn't have the verbiage to speak like a different language to people that really needed like mental and emotional coaching. Um, and so through that, like I was life coached, um, by my peers and through those conversations, I was like, I need to get out of here. Like I need to go, go, like not just like leave the gym, but go. Um, and that's kind of how that all came about. And let me tell you, I, that first year was the first month was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> We were just couch surfing and, and yeah, just yeah, like we didn't, we you know we kind of had it planned out a little bit of like you know where we were going and we had it set up so we kind of could stay in the car if we wanted and like we're pulling all our stuff and you know we kind of we got stuck in uh, Florida so we had plans to go to Wadapalooza that was like the big number one like so basically we would go to different gyms and have trunk shows and that's kind of how we would make money to like stay on the road and then we did Wadapalooza. And after that, there was a huge snowstorm that hit um, up the coast. So we couldn't go up the coast. I was like, I'm not sleeping in the car when it's 30 degrees up. So we were staying in Tampa with one of my good friends, Mars and John, who was, he was um, temporarily there. He's in the Marine Corps and, you know, he was down in Tampa. And so we would kind of go like there and then drive somewhere and come back there. And uh, me and Crystal were like, I don't know what we were doing. We we're sitting and eating lunch one day and we we're like, let's get out of here. Like, let's go to, let's go to the, um, so well, her, she had a friend that lived in St. Kitts and she's like, let's go visit Gretchen. I was like, okay, maybe. And then we like start looking at flights and they're like $700. And I'm like, no way. I was like, you know what? 
I know some people in St. Thomas. I was like, I can call Gabe. And so like I messaged Gabe because, um, you know, we had stayed friends over the years and I was like, Hey, does that offer still stand of us coming to visit? He's like, yeah, sure. When are you thinking? I was like tomorrow. He's like, what? <laughs> um, so, you know, we booked our flights and flew out of Tampa and like left my car in the trailer at the airport and went down. And I was so nervous. Like I hadn't seen this person in like three years and I was like, this and is- now real quick, you used to date this guy or no? no, no. We, so when we went to Latin America regionals with Kelly, um, we were the only like Austin, one other vendor was there. And then okay. it was very, it was a South America. So everyone spoke Portuguese or Spanish or not English. So the people from St. Thomas, there was a team which Gabe was on and then Connor and Chris were individuals. And Chris was the owner of the gym at the time. Okay, so you had that connection with them. Yeah, so like we all hung out with them and, you know, we were all just like, but, you know, we all were just all mutual friends, like nothing, you know, just a bunch of people enjoying CrossFit. But, you know, over the years he saw that I opened a gym and he'd always like, hey, no, that's awesome, like you know, you're killing it. Keep it up. Um, so then, uh, yeah, we flew down there and like had the best two weeks of our lives. And we're just like, Holy crap, this place is amazing. So lo and behold, you know, then my creative spirit gets going. I'm like, we could do retreats here. So, you know, after that, we're like, yeah, like, let's go back there and do retreats. And, you know, you know, Gabe and I actually started dating like long distance and like meet, or I went back again and like, I was like, you know what? This is really cool. Like I could see my, you know, see this going somewhere. So yeah, we've been dating for two years now, um, wow. almost two years, but, um, yeah, I technically moved there last October and was there from October to June, but, uh, through the hurricanes, our house got pretty messed up. So I haven't been able to like move back officially, but I'm shut soon enough. Like I'm thinking in the next month or so I'll get down there. There's some opportunities presenting themselves. So where do you, where do you think this sort of wanderlust comes from? Is it come from your mom and dad or your grandma who lives in what? Costa Mesa, Newport. I mean, where did I this- think it comes from my grandma, um, because she's a very, um, well, she's very stubborn, um, but very like, she loves to travel like her she, ever since she's been, you know, she could, she's traveled. She's been to probably over 50 or, you know, 60 different countries. She's, she just wow. like, she loves taking us to see the, like every year she's going on a trip. She's 88 and fit as a fiddle. Like she could run circles around my dad. Um, and she's just, just wonderful, you know, very like, well, if you want it done, do it yourself, you know? Um, okay. So you get that independent spirit from her. Yeah. And she's very, um, she's very pro woman. Like she's very, um, you know, inspires me. She's always the one to believe it. Like, believe in me, like you can, you know, if anybody's going to do it, you're going to do it. Um, you know, and, and she does have some of the mindset of a little bit of like old fashioned, like what? well, Gilly, if you don't so, slow down, you're never going to get married. And I'm like, uh, oh, like life isn't just about getting married, but you know, I mean, she's, she is set in her old ways too, but yeah, she's, awesome. uh, you know, see the world, get out there. There's so much to explore kind of, um, old lady. So, I mean, I, I just love her. I look up to her really a lot. 
Nice. So you're back here. You're back now and you're doing another tour with Fim again, right? And so, and I just want to make sure everyone knows Fim has went from just a standard you're doing one or two events a year to now you're launching and you've done numerous your U.S. tours. You have a full clothing line and apparel line um, and you're doing retreats, right? In St. Thomas, you're... Um, <laughs> It, it, what what else is going on with them? Like what what's what's the next sort of step? So this last year, you know, I've always envisioned having like an online community where women come to support each other because I mean the events are amazing. Like the day and the event and the energy of the event is awesome, and like I want to have that so they can come to something like a platform every day, not just we look forward to it and train for a one day event. Um, you know, so that's kind of in the works. That's definitely a more logistical planning. Um, but you know, bringing on brand reps and brand ambassadors is the next oh, nice. currently doing, um, which we had a huge flood. We had like almost 300 girls apply on the brand ambassadors, which I didn't, the first time I posted about it, I just had them tag themselves on Instagram. And I'm like, this is really hard because it's hard to really hear somebody's story when you're just going through photos and you know, that's always like the highlight reel. So this time I had them fill out an application that was very like heartfelt and like I got to hear their stories and there's no photos attached to it. So there's no, like, I just get to see, hear what their story is. And it's like, like, it's so awesome to hear these women and their stories and, and just like, I'm going to go through, you know, like, and not that they're being chosen or anything, cause I want them all to be ambassadors, but you know, pick a few girls that really have awesome stories that I want to share. And like, I'm just proud of them for overcoming what they did. And, um, so they'll kind of be on the team, if you will. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm excited. That's like, that's, I love meeting the women. Like I love going to the events and hearing their stories of like, I just beat breast cancer or I just had a kidney removed. I mean, there's so many crazy stories or, you know, I I used to weigh 250 pounds and I never thought I'd compete. And, you know, and that's something where I've been a bad at is like not sharing more of those stories. And I want to get better. Like that is my goal for 2018 is to share more stories of the women because that's what it's about. You know, it's not about me. It's not about, you know, Obviously, yes, I'm the founder and created it, but it's not like the Gilly Smith show. It's the Femme Royale, like, women's movement. So I need to really kind of just, like, hone that a little bit. Um, that's, and that's that's the one thing that I, you know, I praise you about, just being a father of two daughters and wanting my girls to grow up knowing that they can do anything they want to, anything they put their mind to. And that's that's yeah. huge for me. And, and my youngest is six and she'll go to CrossFit with me a few times, uh, and oh. she'll want to compete with me and do burpee contests and double unders. And, um, she wants to do a comp with me. Like she's all about like, why can I compete at your events yet, dad? And so it, awesome. and what you're doing and, and it's like, I always sort of think it's about the, you know, the 99 percenters, right? It's the mom that works nine to five and, and goes at 5am right with her girls oh. to work out. That's, who you want to touch bases. And I think that's who you're making a huge impact on, right? The everyday lady. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like for me, like it is more impact. Like it means more to me to reach those women than it would be to be like, to get like an elite, elite athlete on the team. Like I think that the elite elite athletes are amazing. Hands down. They are out of this world, but they're different. They're different caliber. Like they're, you know, like I want to reach the woman that don't, doesn't think she can, you know, and that 
that catch through, you know, trials and tribulations, she overcomes those doubts and then becomes a better mom, a better sister, a better everything, because that's, that's powerful. You know, like that to me is just like, that, that's what I want. Right. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, let's, let's jump into a few business questions. Uh, and just, you know, I, your journey has been amazing, but what do you think as a business owner, what are some of the few key things that you have learned that have been so crucial? Uh, I, we, you know, we talked about getting insurance and the city permits, but from the, from the overall, from an apparel line to, you know, doing the tour to just running events from the aspect of business, what, what have you truly learned that you feel has made a huge impact on your career? Um, cultivating relationships. Um, I, you know, like that's been probably the number one. Um, you know, I'm very like, I don't like the whole like burn and turn kind of mentality. Like I want people on the, the team or like work with people that see the vision and like, not just like, what can I get from me? Like, not this like tit for tat kind of thing. Um, you know, and I've been a little burned in this past year by somebody I worked with last year who just, just, just has done malicious things. And I'm like, why would you do that? You know? And like, it's very clear and evident in his choices and what he's doing. And it's like, I'm, I'm not letting it affect me, but it's just like, I want to just be like, you know, that doesn't, that's not, that's not good business ethics. First of all, like you're, but like you're disrespecting me, you know, like, um, and, and, and the end of the day, it's still a little bit of flattery, but, um, you know, but building, like I've built a lot of relationships with other strong women entrepreneurs and not just because they're women. It's just, there's a lot of strong women entrepreneurs in CrossFit. There really is like, yes, very um, true. Like Vol sport with Kat Leone, the chesty with, um, Nicole, uh, Kelly or Bonnie with strength wraps. You know, I always, my mentor, Carrie Kepler, um, who else, uh, Alex with elevate, um, you know, just like some of the gym, a lot of the gym owners, gyms that we host at are female owned or have like a female business partner, not all of them, some of them, um, you know, just in building those relationships. So people see the longevity of where this is going and not just like, like, the money is not the motivator, you know, the relationship yeah. and the community and the culture that we're creating, that's the motivator. Um, what else? The other thing I would say is contracts. That was such a big, <laughs> that's a big lesson learned. Um, um, for, for the contract standpoint, is that more from the gym and like, Hey, if we use your gym, you're going to supply 10 volunteers or is it more like city, city uh, contracts? Uh, um, so I had a couple years ago, I had, um, signed, which well, there was like the contract was signed. It was a legitimate contract, but through the process of getting a city permit, I found out that they had a limited CUP, which is a conditional use permit in California. And they could only have 14 people in their gym at one time. Oh so God. with that being said, they also weren't ADA um, approved, which means that they didn't have any wheelchair access and all these different things. So I wasn't going to able to get the permit I needed to host the event. And I was like, you know, she, the gym owner was very adamant that, you know, city council was going to turn a blind eye because the mayor was one of her clients. And I'm like, I was like, no, I, I'm sorry, but I have to move this event because all it takes is one fire guy to drive by and see a load of people hanging in the street and they're going to call and come and like, they don't care that the mayor goes there. 
that's their job. That's their responsibility to protect and serve the people. So I was like, I'm sorry, but I have to change the event. Lo and behold, I went to this other gym, like the week, like it was like, this was like 10 days out. And I was just, you know, it was just so stressful, but I was like, I cannot, I would rather let this one person down than 200 women that have paid and had this expectation. Um, so long story short, she ended up suing me, <laughs> which uh, just because she thought she was entitled to the payout. And I was like, look, it was a gym rental fee. Um, I will pay for any expenses you in, in you know, had over the, you know, of preparation, which wasn't many cause we cover everything. But, um, so yeah, just like contracts, like just, you know, and, and making the right decision when you, even if it's going to upset somebody else, you know, like that was really hard because she was really aggressive with me and, and adamant that I need to have it there. And wow. I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't <laughs> like we will get shut down. I'm not going to risk that because that's on me, not on you. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm going to get the, the nasty emails. I'm going to get the, you know, like I don't, you know, if people are paying to participate, they don't want to have it shut down after the first 30 minutes. So, so I had to do that. That was, so, you know, but, um, I so, mean, I didn't, <laughs> So, Finn Roy, also, you've been the only owner, right? No business partners. Correct. Yep. Yeah. How, so, has that sort of been a great thing without having to get, you know, working with a partner is very, it's difficult. You know, I mean, I'm very blessed. My partner, um, business partner is amazing, Mercedes. She pretty much runs the show for me. Speaking about empowering women, right? Mercedes yeah. crushes it for me. Um, but so, how has been that sort of been? You're the lone wolf in this. Um, you know, it definitely has its perks. It definitely has its downsides. Um, I, you know, I feel like I just, I'm really stubborn. So I don't know that I would be really good for me to have a business partner. Um, but I also know that I am passionate. So I'm not stubborn in a way of like, it's my way or the highway. I'm stubborn in a way of like, I see this vision and I want it to be followed through like that way, you know? And like, I, you know, Crystal was very involved and hands-on with a lot of the, um, the events. Like she was, you know, I always called her the MC, the party starter. Like she's very infectious. Um, she's awesome. Like she's great. Um, but you know, when it came down to like the tasks and like, you know, the back end and that wasn't her forefront, like that's, she didn't like that. And I, and I wouldn't want her to have to sit on the computer and like type emails and be like, uh, like she needs to crazy. Yeah. Like she needs to be out with the people. And I just, you know, so there wasn't really a job role other than like her being at the events at the time. Um, you know, and she was on the road with me, like we had a blast. Um, but you know, like that wasn't like sustainable. So, um, you know, I think I just have really good mentors too. Like I have a lot of women that I can like reach out to and be like, here's what's going on. Like, watch that, you know, like get input. Um, you know, now, are you, are you returning that favor now? now? Do you feel like you are mentoring other oh, young female yeah, uh, yeah. clients now in the, in the right. realm of business? Yeah. I actually have this girl. She just messaged me um, not too long ago about being, a. Uh, um, she's starting and opening her gym and, you know, she's like, I really look up to you by, you know, this and this and that. I'm like, and I told her, I'm like, if you need anything, just like call me. Like, honestly, like I'm, I love to help people. Like if anything, that's my downfall because I'm always like helping other people. I'm like, Oh yeah, shoot. 
what about me? <laughs> um, but you did. You drove all the way to Riverside just to see my students so from Coast Mesa. Yeah, traffic, so I, I, I appreciate that. I know I, I you do. Like I just like I just love like being able to help somebody and like offer my insight and like I feel. Well, Gilly, sorry to interrupt, but what do you think that comes from? Like, I mean, you're the wanderlust from your grandma, but you know, that that kind is that that Midwestern girl coming out of you? You think? Yes, very much. I, and I think my mom was like that. My mom was very, um, you know, she lived to give to other people. She like she would spend countless hours at the Humane Society. Like that was her. Like she really that was her what she did. You know, and my grandpa was the same way. Like he would give the shirt off his back, just like you know somebody. Um, so it was definitely like in me at a young age, like, you know, kindness, like you treat everybody with kindness. It doesn't matter like who they are, what they look like, where they're from, you know, if they were mean to you, you treat them kindly. Um, you know, and I think that, yeah, that was ingrained in me at a very young age. So awesome. So what's going on with the apparel business with Fim? just to, to wrap things up? I know, um, you guys are launching a few different items. How how is that going? Working with productions and silk screeners and you know direct to garment and all the fun stuff. How how's the how's the apparel line treat? I have a secret weapon. His name is Jose. He's awesome. He, uh, <laughs> he's just he's been with me. I, he's been making my shirts since pretty much day one. Um, it's just great. You know, like I can call him like two weeks and be like, I need this order. And it's so rushed. I'm so sorry. And he gets it done. Um, you know, he's been just really, really great. Um, but you know, it's a lot of logistics. I'm actually planning on getting into a distribution center because these last two years I've literally been just like toting it around with me. And it's just, you know, the way to grow a retail is like consistency. And I feel like I've like, when I know I have merchandise, I'll like really promote the online store. And then if I'm like, Oh, but I'm moving. So then I will promote it again, maybe to clear out some of the inventory. And then like, I had to ship it from California to Wisconsin and Wisconsin. And then it was in St. Thomas for a little bit. So I was just like, this is not working. It's right, and I can see it right behind you right now. I bet. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's in my living room. So, um, which is great. It's all organized. Like everything's good. Um, but I mean, I just don't have that much inventory at the moment. So when I, go to online distribution i'll revamp up but we had i had a booth at the games this year and we just did so great we did did amazing that setup was awesome i felt those those wooden pillars and everything those were those are amazing boyfriend came in and flew in for the weekend to help me build that thank the lord i would have never been able to do that um because the year prior we had wanted the the games in uh carson and we just had a tent and i was like this looks like a forever 21 rummage sale. Like it just, it irked me, you know, being that I have a merchandise marketing background, I just, but I didn't have the logistics. I flew in from Wisconsin with all my stuff. Like I, it was just a mess. Like I literally was picking up inventory the morning of the games from Jose. So it was just a mess. And then this year I was like, I moved back from the Caribbean in July, early July spent the whole month just planning and getting everything ready for the games because I was like, if I'm going to do this, like I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to like hit it. Like I now know what I'm getting into versus the first year I was like just overwhelmed. 
Um, so how was working for working at CrossFit or working with CrossFit for the games being a vendor? Total different aspect. They treat you really well. I know, you, you know you can't, I can't say anything bad with Dave, but you know, what I mean? no, no, they're good. They have a, I mean, they run a production, like they have a team, they have, you know, people for this and people for that. I mean, it is not a, uh, small event by any means, you know, and it was really cool to have it in Wisconsin because it was like 30 minutes from where I grew up, first of all. So yeah, right. I, I thought we to see mom and dad for dinner. Yeah, yeah, we stayed. I had five girls stayed at my grandma's house and in the basement, and she was like, What are where? What is going on? I was like, Grandma, we're working. She's like, Okay, um, you know, because we were gone at like six in the morning and then not home until like nine at night, so it's just like long days. But um, it was great. You know, they do a good, they do a great production. Um, you know, and, and if you don't mind me asking, very, you did very well, right? I mean, from the business wise, because that's yeah. a pretty big, uh, big stage for you to be there at the game. Yeah, it's a, well, it's also a big expense. Um, you know, so last year um, we didn't do very. I would say I would chalk it up as a loss. Major. Okay. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, like you have to pay the vendor fee, which is like $7,000 is not cheap. Oh I know God. it still makes, it makes me cringe a little bit to say that number aloud. And then on top of it, you have to have enough merchandise to make that just that back on top of all, you know, per, like the booth and, you know, just all the little details and just waters during the day or taking yeah, your people out to eat and, just out dinner and like, you know, like, so it, it's a lot. And, you know, I will say, though, I kind of had a little bit of an insider tip that Wisconsin's summer, it could be 95 one day, and then the next day it could be 55 degrees, which is what happened. Yes, exactly. So, so I had rain jackets, I had sweatshirts, I had sweatpants, I had all of that. And I was one of the few events that or booths that did. So the first day of the games this year, we sold – more than we sold all six days of last year. So wow. that was like, oh, and then that just set the tone for the rest of the week. And we're like, let's do this, you know? Um, and I had, my sister was there. She helped. Carrie flew in with her daughter. Um, you know, we had a great team. I had my friend Kate who does jewelry. And, you know, so it was just an awesome team of girls. And we just, we just, it was great. Like it was just a That's fun amazing. And, and, you know, we got to meet a lot of new people. I got to see a lot of people I went to high school with that I hadn't seen in years. Um, I'm assuming it just grew the brand, right? I mean, it's sort of, I don't want to say like, I mean, you, you've been a legit brand since you started, I must say, but being at the games, it's sort of like, did it, did you feel you're sort of like, all right, we're at that next level. Like it's go time. Well, I think there's a little bit of credibility because you don't show up there unless you have like, you're following, (laughs) you know, like, you know, and like, true. It's because, I mean, there is a lot of risks that involves in it. Like, you know, like I don't have $7,000 just to throw away. So it's like I go in there with a very clear goal of like making that back. That's um, awesome. You know, and that's, I think that anything you do, you have to set your intentions. And like, that's where I'm like 2018, I'm going to get real intentional about this online community and sharing other women's stories. And like the apparel will always be there. There's a million other apparel companies and what are we doing that's different is that we really truly are a woman's empowerment company. And I need to get back to that and share that, um, you know, cause there's tons of co- like other clothing companies that are similar to ours. And, um, but we're different. We just are, you know, and, um, and I love that and I don't want that to ever go away. So in order to keep that, I need to 
keep doing what we started off to do in the first place. And I agree. So, and I, man, I, I agree with that so much. It's not even funny. It's, it's as a, you know, putting on events myself and we do have a small apparel line as well. It's just like, I, I feel like you're that next level where you just do amazing things. And that just, like I said, a father of two girls, the female empowerment is, is huge. And, and I just remember sitting there at the Super Bowl watching a commercial and it was, you know, uh, the Nike commercial about the girl. Yeah. Right right now like women's empowerment is coming up like and i love it i love seeing all these other companies get on board and i mean more power to them you know it is uh so let me take a second just to i just to praise you man i just want to say you crush it and i mean from your life story of what you did up to 27 right is amazing and and getting fired and basically telling like i f you watch me and to see where you're at right now is you're just awesome and and you're you're making a difference. I mean, and I could say in the fitness community, yes, in the apparel community, yes, but you're making a difference in women's lives. And that for me, as like I said, as just a father and, and you know, and of two daughters, just you're, you're making a difference in the world. And, and I don't think a lot of people are doing that. And so keep doing that and, and keep, you know, changing the, changing the way of that girl who just shows up, who it's her first competition to the mom who, you know, goes to the six o'clock class with their girlfriends. I mean, Keep keep doing what you're doing and keep sharing those stories. I'm excited for FEM for 2018 on what you're going to do and and you're going to do and you are doing amazing things and keep making an impact in this world because that's what you're doing. If you don't know that, I'm telling you right now, you're making an impact. Oh, thank you. And I know I I do need to hear that. I think we all need to hear it, you know, because you're, you're awesome, Gilly. And I'm so excited. I've been begging to get you on here and getting schedules and uh, finally getting it together. So thank you so much. So real quick, how can people reach out to you and find you? Uh, we have a uh, Instagram Fem Royale movement, but F E N M E R O Y E L E. Do not forget the E, uh, movement. Um, we have Facebook, uh, website is Fem Royale again with the E dot <laughs> com. Um, and then, you know, we have a shop, Femoral shop, our blog's coming out this year in 2018. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to try and be everywhere. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the After Venture podcast. I'm so excited. We got to connect the best of luck for 2018 and in the future. Thank you. Well, we'll see you hopefully soon. Definitely. All right. So have a good one. Bye. All right, there you have it. Gilly Smith from Femorel. Um, man, her story's crazy. You know, look how much she's done um, when before she turned 27 years old. Um, the lessons she learned from her family, that giving heart, the lessons she learned from her grandma, it's pretty amazing. So I'm excited. Hopefully you learned something from this. Definitely reach out to Gilly um, if you have any questions. And thank you so much again for listening to the AfterVenture podcast. Once again, please go ahead and share us on Instagram and Facebook and go on that iTunes and give us a five-star rating. So until next time, peace.